0: Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thanks for being with us. Today, we're going to talk about commercial real estate. We're going to talk about financing. We're going to talk about lending. We're going to talk about life insurance companies. Please welcome my guests. We have Tom Fink, Senior VP, Managing Director with TREP, and he's on the phone. Tom, thanks for joining us.
1: Michael, my pleasure.
0: We also have Greg Misho. Uh, he is Managing Director with Voya Investment Management, Misho. Greg Misho, thanks for being with us. I, I'm glad to be here. So you guys do a uh, report. This is the commercial CRE Finance Council in TREP, and you guys do a, a insurance company investment performance survey, and I think this is an important survey for really everyone involved in commercial real estate because when you look at the life insurance companies investing in commercial real estate, hey, we might want to pay attention to what's going on there. right? Yeah. So tell us about this report.
2: Yeah, so it's a, uh, you know, Tom can fill in the blanks on on the exact number, mm-hmm. but I think we've got about 70% of the universe of life insurance companies. Uh, that contribute to the survey, and it's a really in-depth survey. It really uh, bores down to a really good detail that you'll get nowhere else um, in, in any of the surveys. So it really, it's a, it can be a good harbinger to see where life insurance companies are lending, LTVs, debt coverage ratios, debt yields, property types, uh, th- regions of the country, things like that. So it's a good uh, study to show where we're lending, how we're lending, and who we're lending to. So uh, I think it's an excellent survey in that regard. Yeah, and Tom, why is it
0: important to uh, commercial real estate people in general?
1: Well, I think, you know, there are a couple of sources of capital. Long-term capital is provided either by life insurance companies or basically the CMBS market. And we believe that life insurance companies are uniquely positioned to take long-term exposure to real estate. And through the financial crisis into the recovery, it's important for them to be able to get the story out to the regulators, to the people that they have to deal with, that performance is good, Uh, it's actually excellent. And then the individual participants to the survey get to see how they're doing versus their peers in the industry. So that it gives them measurement around the types of loans they're originating versus the industry, the types of credit criteria they're applying versus the industry, Allows them to see how they're doing and to see if the results match up with the strategy they entered the year with.
0: Right, and you know, I'm invested in my life insurance company, and and I want to know that's safe money. That is safe money. So, how was how are allocations for life companies trending for their commercial real estate holdings?
2: Yeah, no, it's it's commercial real. You know, commercial real estate is they do a thing called SAA work, which is uh, strategic asset allocation work and they determine you know, where you're gonna invest the money as a life insurance company. And as we were talking before, uh, it's mostly all fixed income uh, assets. You know, We're not doing stock or anything like that. Um, so it's private placements, it's high yield bonds, emerging market bonds, um, you know, CMOBs, which are the residential derivative type things, RMBS, CMBS. Um, and so in the model, uh, they'll they'll throw all this in the model performance uh, yields you know they'll look at the forward curve uh, things like that and determine what our allocation is and what you're seeing is you're seeing an increase in allocations to commercial real estate by most life companies primarily to what Tom just referred to is because we made it through the crisis relatively well um, the survey actually was a good way to show the regulators and our uh, everybody in our companies. Hey, this is a good asset class to be in the long term because it's a great asset-to-liability match for a life company. Probably one of the best ones, especially if you have long-dated um, liabilities. And so it's it, so really, it's it's a you know they throw it in this model and it comes out. And I think you're starting to see the average life company is going to be 12 to 15 percent of their investment assets in commercial real estate, and that might grow even to 17, 18 percent.
0: Okay. And there's a very small amount of losses, uh, right, for these life insurance companies, Tom.
1: I you know it's so small it's almost you could almost call it a rounding error. Um, <laughs> life insurance companies, particularly today, are making first mortgage loans on good properties, and the performance reflects that.
0: So, what type of loan to value are you seeing in the portfolios, and what type of loan to value are you seeing on new loans?
1: Um, what we're seeing is that new loans are you know, a little bit higher on LTV because they're being made at today's market value. The average is still under 60%. And what we've been seeing on the flip side of that is that for existing loans, the LTV is continuing to go down for two reasons. One is amortization, which insurance companies still get. But two is property values continue to rise. And so the effect of LTV on the seasoned portfolio continues to decline.
0: And you guys are still seeing, I guess, like we are as brokers, uh, a lot of people interested in commercial
2: real estate. Yeah, no, you're seeing um, it, there's still a big demand. Um, mm-hmm. EB-5 has probably been the biggest um, new entrant into the, into the market, um, which is the, the visa program um, for, for foreigners. You're seeing a lot of that money come into the U.S. Um, and, you know, you had some fixes to FERPTA, um, which is the real estate tax. Uh, so you're seeing more foreign money come in. But in general, people people like we talked about crowdfunding before. I mean, people want to find ways to get into commercial real estate, and you know, because it's been a good asset through through the cycle. And so, I think you're going to continue to see money flow into the, into this market.
0: Yeah, and
2: Tom, what's what's your opinion? of
0: What do you see related to crowdfunding and and how that business is is coming along for commercial real estate?
1: You know, I, I honestly think it's still a Solution looking for a problem. <laughs> um, we see a lot of um, single family, larger home properties show up as properties searching for crowdfunding. We've heard um, that people are trying to partner up with an insurance company to use crowdfunding to essentially split the loans into two pieces with the the least risky part being sold to the crowdfunding market and the riskier tail being retained by the insurance company but um, I I don't think it's it's not it has not delivered the value or the volumes mm-hmm. or had the impact on the market that a lot of the pioneers in the business were hoping it would
2: yeah yeah no I I'd add to that I think it's a uh, it's a tough market to be in the way their model was set up um, and it doesn't work well with commercial real estate if you've got a if you got a you know as a broker you know you've got a deal going on you can't wait for 80 people to all chip in money to, to get that loan for your for your uh for your borrower i, I i'll be curious to see i think they'll. i think some people will figure out the model i don't think everybody will you've already seen guys fall out of the market mm-hmm. um and i think it'll we'll have to see how it goes through a cycle i'm not sure how. Um, when you have a loan with 80 investors, how that actually works out if the loan ever goes bad, um, or 80 investors in, in a piece of real estate, how they decide how they're going to re the building. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting, um, to see how it goes through the cycle. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and, uh, Greg, Greg, yeah. I think we actually have seen an example of that they were called tenant and common structures. Yep.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, you're, you're right.
1: They did not work well in the downturn.
2: Yeah, and, and as a lender, life companies, life companies did not lend to the ticks yeah. uh, for the most part because we, you know, we don't like syndicated tick deals because when you do a loan as a life company, you don't want to lose money. You want to make sure that there's you're, you're dealing with one person, and if that property needs to be re-tenanted, you don't need to go through thirty people voting on a, on a deal. So that's I, I agree with Tom. I think that's going to be the doubt. That could be the pitfall of that yeah. of that platform.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting because it sure is a nice platform for people to ordinary people that maybe have small amounts of money yep. to invest in nice commercial real estate. Products. Yeah.
2: And that's why I said it's, you know, yeah. people want to figure out ways to get in there. And yeah. look, I, I've been on the, a lot of the web pages. they give you a great dashboard, you can see where your money's being invested. It's not like putting money in a REIT, you can kind of, you know, kind of see where your money's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's gonna be a model down the road for to allow the small investors to do it. I'm just not sure. If, and if it's this model, I don't think it's going to look at this way in five years.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break and when we get back, I want to ask you guys about some more about life insurance loans and what are some great properties, some great projects that might work well for life insurance and what some of the sample terms and, and uh, LTVs and, and rates might be today. And uh, And speaking of commercial real estate, if you've got a project and you want an incredible video of your new project, visit. Uh, barnscreativestudios.com. They did some videos for our website at bullrealty.com. If you want to see some examples on our homepage, pretty incredible. We'll stay with us. We'll have more on um, life insurance loans, on finance, on commercial real estate. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com.
2: Video is powerful. Some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate have trusted us to tell their story. We are Barnes Creative Studios, Atlantis' premier commercial real estate video services.
0: BarnesCreativeStudios.com Excelligent, the resource professionals like CCIMs, CBRE, JLL, Colliers, and Bull Realty use for market intelligence. Commercial Search is the site to market and find available properties to buy, sell, or lease all over the country. Visit CommercialSearch.com
2: Build out the best all-in-one marketing tool for your brokerage. Learn how you can create marketing materials instantly and streamline your property listings process. Visit buildout.com.
0: Hi, this is Michael Ball. Check out Plum Lending, the one to $25 million commercial real estate specialist. Plum offers you speed, certainty, and preferential turns because it's all driven by technology. Visit GetYourPlumLoan.com. That's GetYourPlumLoan.com. Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit GetValuate.com. That's GetValuate.com. Welcome back, I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. This segment is brought to you by Excelligent. They track commercial real estate really all over the country. Visit Excelligent.com. And we're talking commercial real estate, we're talking finance, we're talking life insurance companies, we're talking financing for your next project. My guests are Tom Fink, he's on the phone with us from TREP, and Greg Michaud from Voya, he's here in Studio One. And gentlemen, we're talking about you know life insurance companies Doing loans for commercial real estate, they want the cream of the crop, I guess, of, right. of the of the of the projects. So, how much volume is actually uh, happening through life insurance companies, Tom?
1: Well, I think last year they did sixty to sixty-five billion. Yeah. Uh, everyone that I've talked to in the insurance business is looking to do more this year. So, you could pro- you could see the life insurance companies top in seventy billion of loans made this year, and that'll be a combination of new projects and you know refinancings of loans that are already on their books
0: and and Greg what kind of projects
1: do life insurance companies like
2: you know they, they like the what I call the four food groups I mean they're really looking at retail maybe not retail as much because of all the the, the noise around retail um, so they're hesitant on retail but you know they like retail office buildings industrial uh, and multifamily and there's challenges to do each one of those products. Uh, our life company, we prefer industrial, mm-hmm. and we're overweight industrial in our portfolio. And well, go ahead. I was gonna say, and then you'll see some hotels, mini yeah. storage, mobile home parks, yeah. uh, things like that in the other category.
0: Well, it's interesting to hear you say, you know, they refer to real retail as noise, Mm-hmm. Uh because it seems like the it's really doing well. I mean right. certain projects obviously are having trouble.
2: Sure. No, it's yeah. it's it's yeah. when any time the Wall Street Journal publishes an article about, you know, Amazon eating up the world or anything like that, you'll you'll have to do about five memos for your boss because you know about your retail portfolio. <laughs> right. And when we, we look at our retail portfolio, the average LTV is forty-five percent loan to value. It's a lot of grocery anchored, it's it's a lot of high quality business. And we're not seeing any stress in that in that area where you see the stress is in the secondary malls, um, you know, some big box retail, but you don't see that product in life companies. The malls were typically done in CMBS because those were large loans Mm -hmm. Um, and you have a segment out there. I I can't remember what I don't know if it was BlackRock or Blackstone, but they probably five years ago their strategy was set the secondary mall strategy which i don't know how that's working out for them mm-hmm. but that's where you're seeing the stress in the retail market and that's where you see the negative publicity in the market
0: yeah uh, so, so I, I call it noise right right uh, yeah i think it's a good thing to say i mean it's, it's obviously project-specific, location-specific. Yep. And um, so what do you guys expect moving forward? So life insurance companies are still going to be bullish. They're going to do more loans. Uh, we're going to have more competition from loans. What's that going to do to, to rates and terms? What do you expect moving forward? Sure.
2: So, you know, whenever you see treasuries move up, which we have in the last couple of days, that always does put pressure on, on um, spreads. And you you saw spreads coming in regardless, and you're seeing spreads come in a little bit more now, your over, our overall yield is probably staying static because the movement is, 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 is kind of keeping things at level. But you're seeing uh, the average uh, spread on a life company deal, which is about a 10-year deal which you price off the 10-year treasury, is going to be in that 130 to 150 range, mm-hmm. which is pretty tight for historical numbers.
0: Yeah. And Tom, is that pretty competitive where, with the other sources?
1: I think for, you know, for the product that insurance companies like, they are very competitive. Um, I think that you, you, one of the things that you have to look at when you are um, looking at you know, different sectors of the lending um, environment is that they all serve different needs. Uh, life insurance company you know, is really good, I think, for uh, this, the established real estate player who has a long-term commitment to his projects and is investing in, you know, like, like Greg said, the four main food groups, but also generally they're not as diverse geographically. And Greg challenged me if I'm wrong on that, but they look to be in the top markets for each of those, those segments.
2: Yeah, no, I, um, I, I will challenge you. That's typically in the larger life companies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the guys that are doing 10, 12 billion a year, they've gotta be in New York City, Boston, San Francisco. Our portfolio is not we're in more in the secondary markets. We like secondary markets at this point in the cycle. And so we're in the Salt Lake Cities, the Raleigh's, the Charleston's, um, Charlotte, those areas. And so you'll see the smaller life insurance companies, medium life companies you know, what I mean by the, you know, below the top five largest ones, you'll see yeah. them much more in the secondary markets. And what size uh, right.
0: loans are you looking at mainly?
2: You know, we're, we're you know, we, we're pretty skewed. Um, we'll go from five million to we did 500 million this mm-hmm. year, but our average deal size is about 25 million. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom, you just heard us talk
0: about the noise, quote unquote, around retail. What, what are what are you seeing in CNBS? What are you seeing with other lenders?
1: um... We're seeing more pressure in the retail space. Um, as Greg said, CNBS has more malls, um, and those secondary malls are clearly under a lot of stress. And not just from e commerce, I mean, it, it's also a competitive situation. I don't think there's any market, primary, second, in the top 50, you know, metropolitan areas in the country. I think they're probably all overserved when it comes to malls. Mm-hmm. Um, so, part of what's happening is just the normal, um, you know, competitive winnowing of one mall versus another. I think another thing that you have to look at is a lot of this real estate that's having trouble now was built in the 70s and 80s. So, it's old, um, it's not easily reconfigured. The demographics of the area. It's located and has changed. So we're seeing a lot of stress in the real retail space Of the retail we see. Um, we're also starting to see, you know, in some markets, problems with some of the grocery-anchored stuff. Um, and I think there you have a, you know, it's a competitive situation. You have, you know, Aldi's and Littles from Germany both trying to expand their footprint in the, um, uh, you know, low end of the, the grocery chain. Um, And I think, you know, people are looking at the Amazon Whole Foods purchase. And, you know, my own personal opinion, not having access to Amazon strategy, is they're probably more, my thinking is they're trying to take costs out of the last mile of delivery to their customers. And I would not be surprised if in the next year, a year from now, you could pick up your Amazon packages at Whole Foods.
0: Yeah, I believe you're right. And while you guys are here, before you have to go, what would be the takeaway, the biggest takeaway you took from the
2: survey?
1: Um, oh, wait, Tom. Go ahead, Greg. No, go ahead, Tom. Uh You know, what I took away is that the insurance companies continue to do a very good job of picking the assets they want to pick and um, lending on strong assets and building value in their portfolios. That's what I see happening. Um it's going to be interesting to see what happens if we get into a recession anytime soon
2: yeah and no, i'll add it's it's uh it's interesting to see where different life companies are lending um, one thing i notice is you're seeing uh people go long um you know we've got a segment of of product where we're going 20 25 years on our loans um fa- wealthy family offices like that business but you know you're starting to see the life companies are sticking to their knitting and and i think you're going to continue to see that going forward
0: yeah all right well gentlemen uh thanks for joining us here in studio one and and tom on the phone and uh, greg in studio one thanks for being with us guys thank you
1: my pleasure michael
0: yeah and we sure appreciate it and uh you know if you would uh like to know a little bit more there's some uh press releases about the report you can't actually get the report right but there's some press releases about the report. we'll put a link on our website at commercialrealestate.com uh, dot com show.com and uh, be, be sure and check it there. And if you have some comments, maybe, maybe you're a lender, maybe you're looking for a loan, but, uh, reach out to us. Leave your comments uh, below on the show website or wherever you are. And wherever you are, thanks for joining us. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions. Real Crowd, crowdfunding with the professionals. Excelligent, building data everywhere. Plum Lending, online commercial real estate loans. Build Out, marketing for your brokerage. Barnes Creative Studios, commercial real estate video production. Get Valuate, online investment analysis. Learn more at the show website, creshow.com.